Hey, this is William Tincup, Ryan Leary. Welcome to The Barf. That's breaking news, acquisitions, research, and funding. Hey, Ryan, how are you doing? I'm all all good, man. It's uh, bright and early on a Sunday morning. You've got me awake again. Third third week in a row. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I think this is my favorite show. I mean, I like all the other shows, but this is, Mm -hmm. I think, because you and I just go back and forth. Um, and just kind of hash out different things, stories that you find, stories that you find interesting, uh, because our personalities being so different, it's, uh, it's interesting to find out what's interesting to you versus what's interesting to me. So, uh, why don't we jump, jump right into it? What do you, you want to start with something? Yeah. Let me, let me pull up my list here. I don't have a great memory like you, you go off memory. (laughs) I'm just going (laughs) to. I thought uh, so. All right, all right. So I want to kick off with, and I want to, I want to join the the cliche, or the cliche. I want to say whatever, however you want to say it. The robots are coming for our jobs, right? But actually, it's true this time, right? Like, yeah, so, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so the, there's a company uh, called Nuo um, Nuo Robots. Uh, so it's a Silicon Valley based company shop. Um, they've been working on what they call digital employees. Okay. So it's not a robot where you're going to be, they're going to be running around your office. Like the, was it the MIT dogs or, or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. It's not going to be that. Although that would be pretty badass. Uh, so these are digital, right? These are digital right. employees. If you haven't seen this yet, um, think going into McDonald's. And they have the the big digital uh, ordering kiosk now, right? You can't yeah, get a human. Yeah, help you. Yeah, man. Yeah. So it's not. So it's not. So it's not that basic, right? Obviously, but these are these are. That's exactly what it looks like, right? So there's three different options. I think now there is a little robot. It sits on your desk, which kind of looks goofy. Uh, but they have a digital, <laughs> which is like a digital screen with a human head on it, right? Which is pretty cool. And then there's some other other options there. Uh, but essentially, these are these are being used currently to yeah. remove all the administrative tasks um, that you might have in your place of business. So, uh, retail. Well, one of the use cases I, that I I found really interesting was, um, and you can convey this or parlay this into recruiting and TIA, however you want. Uh, but there's a spa uh, that's that's currently using this, and this is out. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming it's out by them somewhere. But there's a spa that's using this as a front desk employee, and so right. when and and when a when a guest walks in, they are greeted by by a screen of a person. I think I think they're using the screen version, um, and they they check them in, they get them registered, they start them off in the process. Uh, but then as they go back into the room, where where whatever service and treatment they're getting, uh, when they go back into the room. Historically, what the challenge was for this particular salon, as the person undresses, they can't go into the room. Right. But there's a number of things that happens that they want to happen while that person is getting prepared in the room, whether it's breathing techniques or how to prepare or what to think about, relaxation techniques, things like that. And so now the, the digital employee is able to do this. For that person. And so it walks them through steps. It gets them ready. It, it just, it takes the place of them not being able to do this, which is really interesting. If you read the article, we'll link it in the notes. It was a, it was a venture beat uh, article. Um, the, the numbers on this are pretty staggering though. 
So they're saying that this, the, that they, the founder of the company says this will replace 300 million entry-level jobs. That's a lot of jobs. Now, he's not saying like there's going to be 300 people out on the unemployment lines. This is just going to replace the entry-level jobs. And obviously, the, the, the argument against that is everyone's going to learn the skills to run the software. It'll run business more efficiently, et cetera, et cetera. But I really liked this this uh, this find this week, um, and it just took me down a rabbit hole. There's actually a lot of companies already using this oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. that we may the, or may not be aware of. The interesting thing for me out of all that, because there's there's a company in New York that does this with AI. Uh, yeah. They also call them employees, and they go, they do actuary tables and look for mistakes and right. then kick the, mis- <laughs> the mistakes to a human being, et cetera. So looking at large amounts of data, uh, and they deploy these as people right. like, you know, this is Sandra and Sandra is going to go through your actuary table and look for mistakes. Um, and, and you buy Sandra or you buy Billy or whatever the pit is. Whatever you name it. Yeah. I, I, I find it fascinating because they call them employees. And, and yeah. so like I'm thinking about the future of that is like, okay, are, what, what part of employee are they? Like, uh, do they start getting rights? Do they start taking breaks or are we just using them? Are we using, are are we using the word employee loose, really loosely? Uh, I I think currently it's loosely. Yes. But it's an interesting, it's an interesting take because at, at some point, do they take breaks? I know it's goofy. It sounds goofy. I don't know. I don't but know. Who knows, right? I like that. I like that. I like that article. Um, all right. So, so let me let me throw you one uh, from yeah. the NLRB, National Labor Relations Board. Mm. Home Depot violated labor laws when firing an employee with a Black Lives Matter uh, uh, on their apron. Now, once you dig into the story, it was just the letters BLM. And I don't know how big or whatever, but it was an it was an employee that had written on their Home Depot apron, BLM. Mm-hmm. And uh, first of all, I, I side with the NL, NLRB on this one in the sense of you know, well, you you give them an app a, an apron, and I, I think about the office space and flair, you know, so that's where it kind of gets my mind. Like again, if you want to support BLM, cool. If you don't. Okay, don't 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 write it on your apron. Right. Like uh, that's that's also cool. So the use or non-use of flair again, I kind of think back to office space and you know why why do we care? Also, kind of freedom of speech. Like like you know at Home Depot, at Home Depot, what I care about is can I find can I find concrete or can yeah. I find a hammer or can I can find I get a drill? my nails and screws? I don't. And all I've shit, never. Yeah. I don't think I've ever looked at someone's apron in any detail. Much no. less, much less caring about a BLM. Now, again, firing is in terminations. You know, the, in some states, mm-hmm. uh, the you know the governing body. <clears throat> you know, it the rules around firing, laying off people. Again, if this person is, um, if this employee, this employee that got fired, yeah. you know, if they just weren't there in their job, or if it was kind of a riff and you had to let go X number of employees, or this is just a horrible employee, we've all dealt with that. That's one thing. But to fire them because simply they put BLM on their apron, yeah. I think both was unwise, but also, uh, you know, just I think there's recourse for the employee. No, I, I, didn't, I didn't read 
I, I didn't read the article. Article, um, but is was this a, a violation of workplace code for right. the uniform? That's what, that they, what they're that's, saying. That's what that's what they hid behind. Yeah, I yeah. think it's I think it's just they didn't want politics at work. I mean, again, yeah, you you can fire people in the state of Texas. It's we call it a right to fire state, <laughs> not, <laughs> not a right fire. to hire. You just you don't even have to give a reason. You just fire like you them. Just, yeah, uh, you don't you don't have rights uh, in in that way. Now, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying this is a good thing or a bad thing. I'm just saying it is what it is here in Texas. Yeah. Uh, but I think that I think it was really about politics. They didn't want mm-hmm. to, in their way, they didn't want to off put uh customers and so a blm a simple blm sticker or, or, or just written with a sharpie on your apron if that's going to turn off customers you know maybe you have the wrong customers like right. well, maybe they're <clears throat> maybe they're emphasizing the wrong things in their life like yeah. i i i don't unless it's curse words or something like that you know like i can see where something of really really offensive, offensive. there's vulgar yeah sure there's a line B, yeah. blm you know, not vulgar. Yeah. Uh, not well, not guys, vulgar at all. I, I feel like this is a Texas thing, right? Like you guys always have something going on down there. You have recently, you guys have been in the news for uh, education for yeah. that. That I, I forget the the, the the boy's name, the kid's name uh, with his hair. Yep. Being suspended for a couple of months. And, and I was listening to this and it was just blowing my mind that there's actual oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. hair laws on hair and the length of hair not not the type oh, yeah. right they, oh, yeah. they they put laws in the place to well to it's, say, not, it's not a law okay. it's within a, a school district they can put and these are public schools private schools yeah they they have different rules as well but public schools i remember being sent home where i would when, when i was wearing the wrong like different t-shirts now mm-hmm. some of that in eighth grade i was i was purposely wearing the wrong t-shirt t-shirts uh, just to see how I, far I, I, I don't see it. that ever happening in. So, uh, so I knew the rules. I'm like, mm, yeah, let's see if this Ozzy Osbourne, <laughs> <laughs> if no one notices. Yeah, uh, it just uh, seems. It just seems. I mean, come on, Tara. If that's like, is that is that really what's getting in the way of education? Like, really, yeah. the length the length of someone's yeah. hair is getting yeah. in the way? No, it's uh, it's 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 again teaching to the test. It's. Not paying, uh, uh, not paying teachers enough money, not having enough assistance in the room, like like yeah. not dealing with special needs or uh, learning differences. Like there's other legitimate reasons that our education system to sucks. Be worried about, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the length of a person's hair doesn't yeah. doesn't hit the list. Yeah. So all right. So I've got some big box retail stories, not Home Depot, Ooh. but. Estee Lauder, EasyJet, yep. which is not not a big box store, but big big company. Uh, anyway, there's 500 companies, okay, 500 employers in this in in this uh, in this situation in this suit. So, not paying people minimum wage. What? We're, and we're not talking about saying you're not getting a minimum wage, so you're going to get 25 bucks an hour. No, they're they're not paying them minimum wage, and so. Um, do they get so commissions? They, Do they get no, like tips? No, is it is no, it one no, of those they're deals? Just not, no, they're not just not getting paid the right amount of money. So Greg <laughs> so the, the three that were spotlighted was uh Greg's, Estee Lauder, and EasyJet. Um right. so three among five hundred employers globally, which vowed to pay their lowest paid employees the national minimum wage. Anyway, turns out it comes out to more than twenty million dollars 
in unpaid wages. Um, That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel like there's these, there's these thing called payroll companies that handle this, right? Um, they, yeah. they manage pay. They understand the laws. They understand there's, there's no excuse for a company, especially. No, they keep you compliant. Of, yeah. Yeah. They, they, I mean, to, to not be compliant in a world where these softwares, I mean, I mean, just throw a dart. There's 90 of them out there. Right. Is, that this is, this was an all the local this, laws. Was this accidental or was this? It depends, because... on, it depends on who you, who you ask. Right. I mean, yeah. they were found guilty, right. They're paying that back. They're paying back fines and fees and all of that right. stuff. Right. Um, of course, the spokespeople now, what they say is it was an oversight. It was a mistake in the system. <laughs> Something was bad. But across 500 caught. companies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, across 500 companies, that's a hell of a lot of mistakes. Yeah, um, that's that sounds more of a conspiracy to me than a than a, than a mistake. Or it just yeah. sounds like again, like uh, you know, when you when you look at payroll, you've got federal laws, you've got state laws, or employment law mm-hmm. in general. You've got federal, state, and then you've got municipal. So these payroll liability uh, li- libraries that go on in ADP or Serenity or iSoft or whatever. Yeah. They keep track of the changes. Yeah, there's so no like, excuse anymore. No, no, it's all digital. The like Seattle changes their if they change as a city, a municipality. If they change the minimum wage to eighteen dollars, right? Then <clears throat> you have to be compliant. You know, there's a date. You have to be compliant. Now, By that date, to yeah. know that, like if, again, I think your your take on using modern software to handle that stuff to keep not keep you know to keep up with it, a human being shouldn't be keeping up with that. That's definitely no. something software should do. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just, I, I want mean, to I mean, get into that story a little bit more because, uh, you know, first of all, I I can see companies holding back capital, like not paying people a lot yeah. because labor is your, <clears throat> your largest expense. So I can, I can, the cynic in me yeah. can see, okay, well, this isn't a conspiracy. This is just, you know, business owners saying we're going to keep as much money as possible. Yeah. And if they bitch about it, well, we'll get other I, people that won't. Bitch I, about I it. could see that. I could see that with 10, 20, 30 person company. We're yes. talking companies that have a hundred thousand employees. I mean, this is no, just stupidity, that, right? that's, but here's, that's, here, here, here's another issue that, that, that comes out of this. And if, if you kind of, if you, if you, if you think about it and you, you go down and you dig deeper, the, the um, companies that are the it's creating a talent gap, right? <laughs> so there's there's smaller comp there's smaller companies out there that are comp- are competing with these larger mm-hmm. companies, and they're losing top tier talent to these larger companies right. that are not following the rules. Yeah, right. And so. Interestingly enough, and and if if you kind of go past the initial article, we'll link it here for you guys. But if you go past that initial article, it does dig into that, and it shows that there there is there is it's part of the lawsuit, and it's part of the I'm sorry the the settlement is that it's not just you're not paying people, you're also creating unfair trade or however they oh, termed it, where Estee Lauder has the money to go hire the top tier talent while the right. other guys can as well, potentially. So they can lure right? them. You yeah, get so more can, of them, but well, yeah. beyond that, they're just not playing by the rules. And so 
you just just because you're big, you don't not get to play by the rules. So they're they're hammering them and they're getting them on these with with fines and additional fines as well uh, for that. So it's re- it's really interesting. I mean, as they should, as yeah. they as they should. So in the last story that we kind of talked about from for from me is the was the Home Depot story uh, that was actually from AP News. So if you want to dig into the article and dig in the following articles around it, just go to apnews.com and then search for Home Depot and you find it immediately. Uh, next thing I want to kind of throw at you, Ryan, is uh, the U.S. Justice Department hires names, hires its first chief AI officer. For those of you at home doing the scorecards, that's a CAIO. Uh, as a new t- as as new technology challenges law enforcement, so immediately as I'm reading this, this is on Reuters. Uh, so, so again, if you want to go dig into it, you just go to Reuters.com and then you can kind of, uh, search for the article. It's super easy, but it got me to start thinking of, okay, should other organizations, organizations, should public or private companies start thinking about, uh, hiring another C-suite player. So when you, if initially you think, okay, yeah, sounds good. Somebody's got to be, you know, like the CIO, mm-hmm. CTO, somebody's got to be thinking about AI all the time now, right? Um, but what it really got me to think about is, okay, where are we going to source this talent? Is this going to come out of academia? Okay. It also, it begs yeah. the question is AI siloed. So let's say we hire, uh, Tammy as our CAIO. Okay. We hire Tammy as that person. Okay. Is AI just play over here in the silo, like marketing or finance or ops or any of the silos that we have HR? Um, or is silo pervasive throughout all, everything that we do? Meaning there's an AI component in accounting. There's an AI component, uh, multiple components in accounting, <clears throat> legal, marketing, et cetera. So what's Tammy? If we have Tammy and she's our CIO, okay, fantastic. How is she keeping track of AI that's distributed through or pervasive or distributed through the entire organization? Um, so it's, it's fascinating. First of all, U.S. just, if the U.S. justice department has hired a person for this position, you know, it's, it's legit. Like they do things. Usually the government is, you know, a decade behind, uh, private enterprise, uh, corporate, uh, interest. And so the fact that they've got someone there, that, that's, that's a tell. Okay. This is actually something we should be paying attention to, but again, okay. You've now got a person, you got Tammy in the C-suite managing all of AI again, yeah. your view on AI, is it everywhere? Is it in one place, et cetera? How does Tammy do her job is, is, is fascinating to me. Uh, your thoughts on a CAIO? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, yes. So short answer is yes. It's, it's, it's a, it's something that's going to be needed. And actually I, I'll just jump right into the next story as I, answer this or respond back to you here because it's the indeed article i think it was indeed it was the indeed right. article um with where well, where it about, was um yeah yeah about, about the gen ai skills um bringing a 50 percent salary bump to people 70 something thousand yeah yeah so so that's check this. Intense. I mean, this is, that's pretty big, right? So tech workers who, and I say tech workers because that's how they labeled it, but I don't necessarily think it's tech workers. You may get classified that way, but right. this isn't anybody worker, right? This is Agreed. anybody who 
is competent in 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 technology that in in AI and technology around AI, they say you can expect roughly a hundred and seventy four thousand dollars. That was the average. That's the average. As I, yeah. as I read that yeah. report, by the way, that's Indeed dot com career advice. Yeah. It's the highest. They do this every year. It's the highest paid skills. Yeah, and it's they've been tracking it for a long time. For me, uh, it wasn't shocking. It wasn't shocking that that was the highest skill. So when no, I looked at it, no, the data, no, no. that was shocking. Okay, so yeah, something AI. But what it what it got me to think about is generative AI, and how long is it going to be before generative AI teaches gener- us generative AI? You know what I'm saying? Probably, like, I mean, I'm sure it's work. I'm sure it's happening now. I mean, look, moral of the story is there's in demand right? skills and then there's burger flippers. Get on the on in demand skills, right? <laughs> <laughs> a, 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 I'm sorry to the burger flippers out there because I love me some burgers, but AI is the new trade, right? It's yeah. the new trade school. Right, right. And it's, it's like, and everyone needs a plumber, right? And everybody always says, get into the trades. You'll always have yeah. a job. You'll make. This is the new trade. I, 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 I mean, right. we all we all know this, right? This isn't a me thing. This isn't a like, like it's common sense at this point, right? AI is a new trade. Uh, but for those of you who are who are curious, where do I go? What do I need to go? What do I need to learn? So the I'm going to read this so I don't get it wrong. But the they they listed out the top seven skills that they're labeling as trades within AI to know. If oh, you're check. interested, machine learning, yep. natural language processing, NLP, data science, yep. deep yep. learning, computing, robotics, and problem solving. Those are the, the seven key skills that employers will be hiring for or are hiring for today right. in this area. Um, yep. So I, how, how do we, how do we, and there's a huge gap, obviously, right? It's, it's, it's new. How do we solve this? Teach the kids. Teach the kids, right? Um, Got to teach this, the, the kids this. Get them into the programs. As you're picking courses, parents, next year, which we just did this week, which we were not included in because the kids decided to choose their own courses, <clears throat> which they picked complete opposite right? on what I would have picked, by the right. way, if, if you care. Um, well, but I can tell no, you it was nothing when, around this. When they complain about not being able to get a job, there's your there's your well, there's your <laughs> they're going to complain about it and they're going to be living here so <laughs> no, no, i want to no, pick no, no. kids here no, no. You, <clears throat> but, um, you and your wife go get a condo in tampa it's yeah. like uh, yeah there's Sorry, no room right. we're not commutable anymore oh look there's only one bedroom um <laughs> there, there's but, no <laughs> so so interesting, <laughs> interesting note on, on this one in four developers Okay, so this is a hacker rank survey. Um, yeah. One in four developers say that their employers do do not provide enough upskilling or learning opportunities to help them with AI skills. Yeah, I I, I believe that wholeheartedly. Yeah, yeah. But they're hiring from outside the organization to bring these people in. Well, the as in the cynical side of me says they're not going to upskill them because they don't want to train them so that they can leave. This gets back to a discussion 20 years ago. If we tra- if we over-index and train people, they we the, then they'll leave, or they'll ask for more money. Worse than that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know, here's the deal: they, there's too many ways to get upskilled. If you don't do it at work, you can do it at home. You can get on Khan Academy or YouTube. Do whatever you want. 
and you can learn if you want to learn AI, you want to learn generative AI, yeah. you can learn it. Yeah, you know, if, if, you, if the desire is there. It's interesting you bring that up. So, so the the new the new the new Nuo robots. I was going to say Nuco. Mm-hmm. Nuo robots, right? I'm gonna go back to them real quick. So, they're the the founder. I should probably just get his, just get his name, address him by name. But their founder, um, which is interesting because you, you just said this as well. Humans are expensive. This is their their push, right? right. Humans right. are expensive. You can teach them, you can upskill them, you can train them, but they leave tomorrow. The, and the company the, is left with the bag of no employee, but I just right. spent six months Robot's training. not going to leave you. Your digital employee is there. It learns, it grows, and it begins to communicate with you and provides well, the, insight to your business inefficiencies, makes recommendations on, hey, we're doing this in that salon room example. Yeah, right? yeah, we're doing yeah. this. But if we did this, we can add oh. some human touch and we can also do this. The the I mean, that, that article was terrifying. Uh, when I when I got to the uh, the part about cost, so like say the receptionist again the the spa receptionist mm-hmm. average salary is fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, average salary for the bot, uh, the robot, is twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, all twenty to twenty five. Yeah. And that's all yeah, in. buying the robot and the software. Yes, and the software is yeah. updated, updated and all of that other stuff. Mm-hmm. So. You know, again, now you're dealing with cost. Like, like, like again, years ago, we'd look at this and we'd say, "Oh man, that's gonna that's a great idea, but it's gonna cost five hundred thousand dollars or whatever." So it's like cost prohibitive. Uh, this we're not in that world anymore. Yeah. It's not cost prohibitive. And oh, by the way, you don't have to worry about it leaving. No. So you no. train it. And you'll continue to train it. It's gets smarter. Right. So I mean, you're training it. Your customers are training it. Okay, it gets smarter, and it's not gonna leave. I want to um, walk in. I want to walk into an office one day. And just have nothing but TV faces. Yeah. Lying. And just be like, what's going on? Well, what's going on? Another interesting part of that that they didn't mention, but I've seen it in other places, is that it can it can have facial recognition. Uh, yeah. Again, if sure. you teach it to, it can have facial recognition so that, you know, if I walk into that salon, it then, it, it then knows who I am. And then, oh, right. by the way, the way it can personalize my entire experience. Start right. playing songs from my Spotify account, all that type of stuff. Like, hey, William, how are you doing today? Listen, last time you were here, you did X, Y, and Z. Like, it can do all that with yeah. applying facial recognition to the the right. experience. Right. Um, right. So, yeah, that that article was fascinating. Make sure we make sure we link to that. <clears throat> um, so, I came across, <laughs> I came across a bit. Creative ad agency McKinney developed a quiz game called. Are you blacker than ChatGPT to shine a light on AI bias? So you can get the URL is just are you blacker than ChatGPT.com, and you take a quiz. And it's it's I mean first of all it is fascinating because it's a quiz. I beat the hell out of ChatGPT. So, uh, but kidding aside, I think it's a great. Mm way to highlight biases and large language models and AI and in time generative AI. Um, it's for me, it's a conversation, especially when you're dealing with biases, like we're talking about all the positive things that come and can come from AI, but mm-hmm. we also have to remember <clears throat> human beings are training these things and human beings have preferences yeah. and biases and all this kind of baggage. So I, I like, first of all, not just doing black history month, I like the fact that we're, that they built this 
and then we're having this discussion of like, okay, your biases are there. Right. Take a quiz. So definitely go check that out. Are you blacker than chatgpt.com? Take the quiz and uh, it'll like score that. you. Yeah, it's, was, it's it's fascinating. What was, um, I'm totally blanking on this, the uh, the Google thing they just shut down. Uh, no, I don't pay attention. I don't uh, know. I, I, I don't can't know. think of it. I don't know why I, don't know why I can't think Google of it. Wave? Did they no, Google Wave? Did, no. did they finally get away with Google Plus? No. So, <laughs> no, Google Plus is good. I was on there. No, I'm just kidding. What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. No, that's, that's funny. Um, no, no. They, they, they're going to keep Google Plus. Uh, I did want to talk to you about uh, resumes because I think both of us got this, this, uh, this, the live career thing. And uh, so this is basically what live career is kind of more of a longitudinal study between 2018, 2023. And it looked at resumes. And uh, if you go to livecareer.com, you can find the resume changes. And so a couple of things from it, you know, there's tons of nuggets. It's actually really worth downloading and pawing your way through it. But long and short of it is that, you know, resumes are longer, two-page resumes. There's more words. There's more sections. People have added more sections mm-hmm. to their resume, different skills, different titles, et cetera. So 2018, 2023, massive amounts of change. But it, what it begged me to think about was, okay, that makes sense up until the point where someone's not going to, I mean, we both hired, up until the point where someone's not going to actually consume that much content, which made me think of generative AI. So how does generative AI take the same content, like say you do bolster your resume, how does generative AI cram that stuff down into making it more succinct? So maybe in another five years, those resumes were shorter, but more to the point or more, you know, more personalized to the job clearly, but more succinct so that you don't have to use more words. Uh, uh, And so generative AI, you take those words, take that resume and say, okay, make highlight the important parts and make it 500 words or 300 words. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes smaller, but it's still carrying the same messages. Eh. <laughs> eh. Eh. So livecareer.com. Eh. Take resumes. a look at it. Resumes. Resume. Well, res- resume. resumes. Resume. We wrote a resume for 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 one of my my little ones. She's oh, yeah. uh, going for another job, and it, she's like, "But in school, they said it has to be on one page." I'm like, mm. "Give some no flying who just." Yeah, yeah. Get rid yeah. of a period. It'll As, slide up to the page. Like, like I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. it's change a Change the borders. Just, change, change the borders, honey. Yeah. Just, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Use a smaller font. Yeah, go, go with 11.5. So, all right, I've got one for you. This has absolutely nothing to do with anything other than the, well, maybe it does. Other than, other than the fact that I saw this and I thought you would like it. Oh, I got one of those. Yeah. So I'm going well, yeah. to put it out there. So Walmart acquired Vizio. Yep. Vizio, the TV maker. Um, And so people might say, why did Walmart acquire Vizio? Well, it took me. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it it took me a while to figure out. I'm I'm reading this and I'm thinking, huh, 
That's pretty interesting. And like they're not going to be selling anybody else's TVs. That's why. Well, well, so they're so <laughs> the, the, I, I don't. You might know. I don't know about this, but the yeah. retail media networks. There are retail media networks. <laughs> yeah. Right. So Vizio has its own streaming and smart stream and all that stuff. Right. Walmart. Walmart is now in that business. They've been, but right now they're in that business. But the, the key here is that they actually, and it's actually obviously serious business because they spent like billions of dollars on this, on this. Um, right. They get closer to their customer. Right. So oh, Vizio has its own apps. Vizio has its own stream. Vizio has its own, um, uh, media network within its uh, within the TV itself when you purchase them, right? You turn it on and you get all this stuff and you have all these apps and this and that. Right. Well, Walmart's now there, right? That is now Walmart. And well, they can personalize that too. And they to can the personalize person that. All the way down to the IP address. Right. Yeah. The ad network reaches through to it, the whole bit, right? So now all the ads are more personalized and oh, it's yeah. right there. Uh, but I, 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 so for those who are like, well, why the hell would William care? William used to work at Walmart. So sure. that's... <laughs> yeah, I just I, vertical, I was like, they I, did I, that, I gotta talk about this. They did that when I was there. They bought McLean, which is a distribution, small distribution mm-hmm. uh, for um, for convenience stores, and they bought McLean. So they've been in the vertical integration business for a long time, and yeah, so this makes, yeah. this makes sense. So what what impact outside of what you've already discussed? They're they're going to be using Vizio, and and if like Vizio used to be a big brand at Costco. And it isn't anymore. Hisense <laughs> is now that that van for uh, right. that is is that brand for Costco. But when you go into a Walmart, a regular traditional Walmart, they're just going to Vizio TVs. They're going to have every Vizio TV. They're not going to carry yeah. Sony and Samsung and all these other things. It's like they're just going to be pushing that product because it's in their best interest. Right. So Vizio is already their highest purchased TV. Yeah. At, you know, globally, it's a good Walmart. TV. Yeah, it's a it's a good yet. TV. Yeah. I, it's a good TV. You can't break it. Like it, it'll last forever. It's a like Toyota. Yeah. You know, like you're not gonna kill it. Um, on the acquisition news, uh, I got two two things that I want to run through you real yeah. quick. One is TimeForge Labor Management acquires Survey Connect. Um, of kind of a feedback and assessments uh, platform. So what's that? So TimeForge is a people operations business. And Survey Connect is 30 years of expertise in surveying and things like that. So it's got huge libraries, onboarding, you know, surveys, you know, surveys for every kind of point in the employee experience. Mm-hmm. And TimeForge customers are going to benefit from that because they don't have those things uh, with TimeForge. So it's a great pickup. You know, whenever you see uh, an acquisition, some of them kind of you tilt your head like a dog and go, I have no idea why they did that. This is one. And and the next one makes perfect sense. So yeah. you can, if you want to find out more information on that, just go to timeforge.com, go to their press section, and it gives you a release and you know quotes from the presidents and all that type of stuff. But I think it's good for the customer. I mean, if we we just look at a, uh, an acquisition, we say, okay, how does this help? This help the customers of Timeforge. Clear. Now the next one is Podium yeah. acquires uh, Untapped. Untapped. So untapped is a kind of early stage career advice and you know sourcing does all kinds of kind of cool things and has has been uh for years and podium works with students so this is this is again 
it's a it's a good match from the perspective of okay podiums focused on students and untaps focus on early careers now they can kind of and there's probably not a lot of overlap in those two things in terms of features or functionality but now they can get those students prepped for what's next so using using untapped to then do what it does best so you know those two acquisitions i want to just call out and go hey these are good acquisitions for the end user or the customer yeah I, I like Untapped. I mean, it, it, I, I like yeah. I like that play. I think I think that's going to have. Um, I think I think that's, that's interesting. I'm curious to see where where that goes. And I miss Untapped. We haven't we haven't so, talked to people there. So uh, I found uh, just as you found the the story with Walmart. I found this story uh, interesting. Uh, something that you should you know definitely go and look at. It's layoffs. Dot oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So. If you're interested in learning about layoffs, go to layoffs.fyi. And I know it sounds a little bit dark, but it's really good reporting because it's they they have they have graphs, they list the companies, they have Google Docs with employees that were affected. So you can use it as a sourcing tool. Uh, you can go and find that talent, etc. So it's and again, it's it's showing uh, statistically where the layoffs are happening, what what industries are being impacted how they're being impacted, who's being impacted, which is really, really fascinating. And again, in a very transparent manner, just here, these yeah. folks were impacted. Let's get them back to work. So I think as a recruiter, someone that's in the talent it's game, it's a, it's a great source yeah. to find talent. Like, hey, these people are fresh. Uh, they've, they've been let go. There's been a parting of ways, whatever you want to phrase that. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, here's the industry. Here's our LinkedIn profile. Go. Go, let's go get them back. Down. Let's get them back to work. Yeah, I love it. I I, I love that. There's there's a and there's a, a number of indiv- individuals that post stuff like that, but it's nice that right. it's it's actually on a site being tracked for people and for whatever yeah. whatever use it is. I think it's uh it's a good tool that's out there. So I got what I wanted to talk about. It's so I, I called this one equity at global scale. Um, fancy fancy way yeah. to say that. <laughs> So the London Stock Exchange, um, London Stock Exchange Group, uh, upped and changed its uh, parental leave. Now, hmm. to majority of the people in the world, they're right. going to be like, yeah. "Yeah, it makes complete sense." But yeah. here in the U.S., they're going to be like, "What the? Like what? Yeah. Twenty? So we get twelve weeks. I think it's twelve weeks, right? Twelve weeks. Yeah. And then you get, you know, you can take unpaid time. I think when I was at IBM, uh, I've got two weeks total, like you know, for parental leave, you know, something like right. that. Um, so the London Stock Exchange has taken their parental leave to twenty six paid weeks globally. So it's they've got what's that? So six months. That's half a year. It's half a months. year. Yeah, it's half a year. Which is just phenomenal. Now, there's 25,000 employees, 30,000 employees globally for for London Stock Exchange. So this just doesn't affect like oh, a small okay. group of people, right? This, this is isn't big. just people in the UK. This is no. anybody that works for – This oh. is globally, right? They're across 65 countries and 25,000, 30,000 people, right? So what's interesting here is – well, one, it's just fantastic, right? It's a hell of a move for, for recruiting. But the, the leave itself is gender neutral, okay? Right. And it means it applies to 
all parents, moms, dads. I wasn't able to find, and I and I did message out that in here back. Um, if it if if mom and dad both work at the company, can they both take it at the same time? I'm assuming yes. Or they get six months. Uh, they, they get six months apiece. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 that tracks for me. Yeah. So I'm that assuming they both get six months. Yeah. It's, yeah. They can use those six months at different times. Yeah. Now, the, um, now this is, this is gender neutral, right? So both parents. Right, 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 right. The, so the added cherry on top here, here if for, if, if the employee lives in a region, so let's just say you live in, I don't know, you live in India and your region allows for 36 weeks. Right. You get 36 weeks. You get whatever's so the top. You get end. your the top end of your region. Exactly. Yeah. So That's smart. So I, I so it got me thinking. So before, like, before you have a baby, move to the region that has the highest. Yeah. 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 Right. Like why I, not? Right. So I so think it got, it got me thinking. Like like how bad are we in the U.S. compared? <laughs> which we're we just oh we're just, horrible. We're oh, awful. Right. Horrible. We are just downright dude, awful with this. Dude, we're just yeah get so, back to work you got two weeks yeah. what so Yo, you might not have yeah. your job when you get back bad enough that the hospital pushes you out in two days let alone oh, yeah. come oh, back yeah. to work in two weeks so so i went and i looked and and and, and i went to see where do we rank and obviously we're at the bottom literally oh, at the 100%. bottom right austria you get two and a two and a half years yeah right not full think, pay right there's there's right, graduated right, right, right. pays right Germany, you're guaranteed guaranteed daycare slots for children over the age of one, plus your leave and all that stuff. Sweden, you get a they call it a, a shared it's a shared pool of 480 days for both mom yeah. and dad. Oh, that's cool. Lithuania, dad gets 30 days and an additional 36 months shared at 100 percent per year for the first year, 70 percent for the remaining two years. Where was Canada? Do you remember where Canada was? Because I know uh, there's there's is much better than ours. I, I, I don't. Wherever it's at, it's much higher than the U.S. Hundred <laughs> percent. No, I, but it just, I like it's it's insane, right? I think it's time that we, you know, well, here again, in the U.S. make a change. And and you know, everyone fought uh, uh, the Family Leave Act. That's the that's the current yeah. thing. That's just when it came up, people were like, were like, no, this is going to hurt business. It's like. You look around the world, like it doesn't hurt business. It inspires loyalty. Yeah, yeah it, and, it inspires and, loyalty, and and in, in a lot of these, a lot of the the countries that that I mentioned, and among others, um, do this as well. Well, one because it's just the right thing to do, but right. two, they they do it because they want to incentivize childbirth because childbirth 100%. is down significantly globally across yep. the country, which. The the uh, the reasoning uh, out of all the reasons, the reason was economic. Number yeah. one, and how am I going to pay for this? Yeah. How am I going to pay for it exactly? And in specifically in the U.S., the and I don't know if this was. I mean, the the, the economic was globally, uh, but the, this particular quote was from someone specific in the U.S. where they just said, "I don't want to bring my child into the world the way it is today." Which goofy for me. I, I don't. It, see it, that. That's 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 lame. Uh, yeah. From my experience, because the world's always. I mean, first of all, it's never just, been fantastic, you, right? No, if you want to, if yeah. you don't want to have a kid, you just don't want to have a kid. Like, right. hey, I got that. That's cool. Uh, yeah. I don't. I I I'm one of those people. Uh, jokes aside, that you know, some people shouldn't be parents. Yeah. Like I, I think that you know, we we test people to have a driver's license. 
so why don't we <laughs> test people to have babies? Yeah, like you, you should be able to test in. I to may some... not have passed that test, but I am. Uh, all I'm good. saying, all, no, no, all I'm, I'm saying, good. no, no, you, you're, you, you, y'all, y'all are great parents. No, I'm just saying, you know, some people should not actually have kids. This is yeah. not that. <clears throat> um, all right, so Ryan, you get asked the question all the time, as I do. How do I recruit and retain talent? So have better parental leave. <laughs> What's the number one thing that would would trigger the recruitment and retention of talent? What do you think it is? I don't know. I feel like this is a trick question. It's it's it is. It's nearly <laughs> three course nearly seventy three percent of employees would be inclined to stay at their employer or or go to an employer if offered better health insurance. So tied to the story of FMLA, this is health insurance. So, you you know, we get asked these questions. I'm sure people listening to the podcast get asked this question, like, how do I retain? How do I retain? How do I retain? It's like, you just have better benefits. Like, this isn't, this isn't trigonometry. It's real simple. You spend more money and you have better uh, benefits. And what, yeah. it, what it begged the question, when I read this article, this is a, uh, uh, um, Marsh, Marsh McLennan, it's uh, marshmma.com. And so you can kind of, it's in a report. So it's in their uh, employee health and benefits trends report that they do annually. Go and go and take a look at it. And so that was one of the nuggets. There's mm-hmm. a ton more, of course. But I, it got me to think about, okay, there's a cost to turnover. There's a cost of uh, regrettable turnover or just turnover in general. We lost a person. We have to then go and spend recruiting money and we have training money and it's all of that cost of that person not doing the job that while they weren't there. Also the ramp to the, into the place where they're adding the value. Okay. There's a finite cost to that. We can do math and there's a finite cost to that. Have, has someone done the calculation of if we were to raise benefits by X percent or, you know, whatever the cost is there. What's the offset? What's the offset? That's what I'm. Th- have we done that? And people just haven't told it, told us. And they're like, yeah, we're, we're we're willing to deal with turnover. Turnovers. We're not going to add to the benefits costs because the benefits costs far out, exceeds yeah. the dealing with people leaving. Well, it's 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 emotional salary, right? It's emo- emotional yeah. salary, and yep. it's um, which is and and you, if you have more points, but actually it ties nope. into one of the things I wanted to talk about, which is emotional salary and it's it's a, a you know i labeled it emotional emotional salary takes a back seat um so achievers has been doing a report for six seven years something like that it's called engagement and Reten- the engagement and retention report right and so it, it talks about obviously which i'm sure you could figure out from here <laughs> engagement and retention right. um however the it's 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 compensation is obviously number one well for the first time i shouldn't say obviously for the first time in six years compensation is listed as the first reason 71 percent of the workers oh interesting um, yeah said compensation is my like real money not emotional real money compensation is is the issue because they can't budget they can't afford it's inflation, yeah. right? And so, 
you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a really good sur- survey. It's a really good survey report. So check it out. It's on, a, it's on achievers, um, but it ties into what you're talking about because, I mean, let's be real, right? Like if you just do the basic things, take care of people, recognize them, um, essentially give them the feels, right? Give them the love, give right. them the benefits, right? Show oh, and, them and, that and, they're and, cared. And, and then write a check. Yes. And, and then make, write a little check. Yeah. So anyway, so what achievers found though is if, if you actually can't write them a check, right? And you're just giving them the love, recognize them literally once a month, recognize right. them once a month, show them a little love, give them the feels. 22, they're 20, that person's 22% more likely um, to not mention comp as their number one driver. So not that they're going to stay. Right. But they're more likely or 22% more likely to not mention comp as their number one factor. See, I, I think there's a teeter totter here to, to play with because at one point, if you over index on recognition yeah. and uh, you're spending a lot of time and energy on recognition, there is a, a, a there's a portion of, of employees that just want more money. They don't yeah. care okay, you got a Starbucks gift card. I did a good job on the project. Someone recognized me like that. Like that. that stuff's great. And I think it speaks to all the good things about doing, doing good to work with employees and feedback and making them feel better and us recognizing the little things as well as the big things. Yeah. But sometimes it's just, it's just, you know, it's just basic economics. You're doing your bills and you just don't have enough money. I need the green. You've been recognized at work, <laughs> you know, all day, every day, man. Somebody say, "Bobby, you're doing a hell of a job. You're kicking, you know that. Yeah. That's great, but it's got to. I think the teeter totter. You people have to be paid. Yeah. Like you've just got to pay people, and you pay them well, and do the recognition. So I think if the if the chicken and egg is, well, let's get recognition solved for, and then let's pay people. I think flip that. Uh, in, in today's economy, I would probably over index on just making sure your compensation is, you know, yeah. compensation <laughs> is either you're below at or above. Yeah. Those are the kind of the three options around comp. Um, and so I would over index it at least at, and maybe even above. And then I would, I would solve the algebra of recognition. Uh, because there's nothing worse when you can, when you can't buy gas, you can't get milk and say stuff like that. Then you start looking at recognition as the enemy yeah. and it doesn't do the things that you want it to do. It actually works against you because it's like, yeah, I got a recognition. Thanks for the trophy. That's cool. Yeah. I can't, I can't make my mortgage payment yeah. this month. I love my president's club trophy, but I still can't pay my mortgage. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. Uh, so story that I want to talk to you a little bit about, we get asked this bit all the time around tools uh, in the talent, in, uh, talent acquisition industry in particular. Uh, ben Eubanks at uh, Lighthouse uh, Research and Advisory uh, put a wonderful kind of infographic around uh, six generative AI applications in talent acquisitions today. So go to lhra.io, that's Lighthouse uh Research and Advisory's website. It's brand new. Uh, it's a brand new kind of an infographic, but it explains not only the tool, but what it does, what it can do for talent acquisition. 
Um, so definitely go there. I don't really have a lot of analysis. Ben, uh, Ben's just it. a good dude. He's got some really good content out there. So and, and again, if we're getting ass, you know he's getting ass. And so he just said, "Okay, let me give you six tools. This is who's who they are. This is what yeah. you can find them. Click the link. By the way, these are the things that it does, and it will help you in TA in particular. Yeah. So uh, that's that's fantastic. Um, I got two funding news. If you want to go through those real quick, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Pretty, pretty, pretty quick. So, Hello uh, Hive is tackling hiring discrimination and more equitable hiring companies emerge. Uh, 3.4 million in a Series A. First of all, right now it's extremely hard to raise money. Uh, super hard to raise money. Super because. VCs and pretty much everyone that invests is trying to figure out what AI, where it plays and where to make their bets. Um, but they, these folks are, they've been in the business for a little while and they've, they, you know, they've got, they've got great SaaS revenue, etc. And they're going to get acquired. So that's a company. When you look at something like what HelloHive does, it begs the question is, is this a product? Is it a feature? Is it a suite? Is it a part mm-hmm. of something much larger? I tend to think of plays like this as this is functionality that's that's going to be added to other functionality. And so uh, I, it's 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 something that will get acquired in Series A around three point four million. That further makes me think that it's going to get acquired not not right away, but as they gain traction, it just right. makes sense for other <laughs> companies to go. I love what you've done here. Whoop. Let's put that in this other right. thing, Boop. and uh, so it's it's uh, for people to understand the uh, analogy. It's especially as in consolidation, it's little fish, and there's little slightly bigger fish, bigger fish. They just gobble each other. That's all it is. And they add that features and functions. Sometimes they're just buying the tech. Sometimes they're buying the employees. Uh, sometimes they're buying the customers. Sometimes they're buying the brand. Like there's a reason mm-hmm. for the acquisition. And uh, so great congratulations for them to be funded, by the way. There's nothing like someone saying, validating your business business model and saying, hey, you're doing well. We're going to give you some money for growth. Uh, The the other funding story that I wanted to tell you uh, is there's a med tech startup called Samfire Neuroscience. They raised $2.3 million to tackle PMS and period pain using neurotechnology wearable. It's called Netty or Nettle. And why I thought it was important to bring this up on this barf is, you know, first of all, PMS is a much bigger issue than than one single piece of tech in HR. It, it affects all women. Mm-hmm. You know, there isn't a woman between the ages of 13 and 50 or whatever the bit is that doesn't have to deal with this pain in the ass thing called PMS. And so here's, I think it's a great investment. I think it's a great investment in women because it now will help you understand what's going on with your body. And, and again, yeah, will there be work benefits or productivity benefits? I don't, I don't really even care. (laughs) Quite frankly, I, Mm -hmm. I assume there is, I'm just, you know, assuming that if someone knows a little bit more about what's going on with their body, that yes, they will be more productive. But honestly, I don't even care if they're more productive. I just care that someone has invested and put money into something to make people's lives better. 
yeah. uh, women's lives better. So uh, that that's you can go obviously the press releases on their website. Samp Hire, so S A M P H I R E Neuro N E U R O dot com. Right. Cool company. Like I, it's out of our space, so it's yeah. really kind of off our radar. But once I saw PMS and pain management and through a wearable, I thought, you know, that's cool. That's just dope. That is nice. Yeah, that is nice. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've, got, I've got one more. All right, bring it. I don't know where we are in time, but I got one more. We're good, Bar. Don't look at time. So this, Who cares? This, this one is from, um, I saw this on Workforce News AI uh, from Mark Pfeffer. Uh, the, so AI helps employers uncover hidden themes in worker messages. Is this oh, a thought crime, right? So, so, so here's <laughs> what's a thought crime. Did you thought say crime. thought crime? It's a thought crime. On this episode uh, of Dateline. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? True, true crime podcasts go a long way, right? We, mm. can, we can just do thought crime podcast. Actually, Dude. that's not a bad idea. Thought crimes at work. I like, it. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Thought crimes so, don't work. Bag why, it. So, so, so here's so here's what's going on with this with this story, and I'll just generalize to kind yeah, of put yeah. it out there. Um, so companies and we're like big companies, like like Walmart, Delta, right. T-Mobile, Starbucks, like big significant companies are using AI <clears throat> to analyze text and images that are shared throughout the organization. Right. And so the idea here, yeah, well, there's yeah, a yeah, risk, yeah. there's a yeah. risk associated. Yeah, exactly. And that's the idea is that there there's risk associated with that, even though they're just internal conversations. And so the risks for those of you that are wondering harassment, uh, discrimination, yep. bullying, yep. bias in decision-making all of the above. Yep. Yep. Right. And so it's it's really interesting. And so what 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 what's happening here is that companies are not they're not using it to go punish people, although they probably could. They, right? They're using it to surface challenges or potential risks to mitigate those risks to understand this is where our employee population is. This is what they're thinking. This is how. Well, they should definitely is. punish people. I mean, well, if they're doing I, something. Well, well, yeah, if they're bullying and harassing and right, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's just it's interesting because. Then it got me thinking. Well, that's like an invasion of privacy. No, it's really not. I mean, like you're you, oh, you, you call into a call center as customer service, your call may be monitored for training and whatever. Like you're being yeah. recorded everywhere. It's not Big Brother you watching. If you don't like, if you don't like that, don't work there. Don't work there, right? Yeah. And so you know, I, I just I think this is one to watch because I think this is this is an actual yeah. use case uh, oh, yeah. across talent and across how we run organizations all of our productivity tools everything, everything. email slack everything. whatever we're using i i think that the easy stuff is when someone's doing something illegal you know that's that's well, something yeah, sure, that's sure, super sure. super easy yeah. if but also you know there's a commonsensical part of this that you're using work technology and so if you're looking at pornography, if you're using the N-word on Slack, you know, like there's some basic, basic things in here. You're an idiot. That, you deserve to be an idiot. Like, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> natural selection. Like an idiot. Yeah, yeah it and, turns and, out and, dinosaurs should have eaten you because, you know, you're yeah. just a moron. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I think it, I like the insight part. So if we, if we kind of get away from like the basic you know, people do bad things on on uh, on our on our devices. Yeah, I like the insight of saying, "Hey, listen, between three and five, 
there's more Slack messages that are happening. And here's kind of the topics of those large, right. largely here's what the topics are. Is, is they're connecting? They're talking about their weekend. You know, they're right. talking about their pets, whatever the bit is. It's like, you know what? I'd love to know that because then yeah. like, let's let, let's wrap a program around it. Let's do something and yeah. make it fun. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's, so it's interesting. I didn't get to talk about this today. Well, I guess I will now. So yeah, Salesforce, and I always mispronounce this name, Tableau. 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 I know. I know it's going to, I always, sorry, Tableau. Hey, so, <laughs> so they shouldn't have named it that way. They, you're, they, you're should, they, they, they should have spelled it T-A-B-L-O. Done. Tableau. They, so they, yeah. so they, so they, they're doing their thing. Um, they're, they're not a fan of dashboards, right? And so this kind of ties <laughs> into what we're talking about. Um, so dashboards are a snapshot of what happened, right? Not as not to what's going to happen, right? Right. And so, obviously, in years past, dashboard see your results, <clears throat> see your metrics, human look at it, analyze, make a decision, make a decision for the future for the company, good or bad, right? right. Mostly probably bad, right? Because right. we, we're humans. What what this what what they're doing now is they're working with. They're working to get out of the dashboard business <clears throat> and surface up and bubble up up trends and things that are happening to Smart. prevent the thing from happening before it actually happens. So to notify you, William, as right. a leader in the company to say, hey, you've got an entire development department over here that's talking this way. Their sentiments in the shitter, right? Like they're bad. Right. They're not doing right. good. Or sales aren't doing so well or the sa- the sales team doesn't have the activity that's needed yeah. based on the economic conditions and based on this and what we're seeing you're going to run into this problem over the next two quarters and so it, it helps to surface that and, and this is different but similar to you know listening in the conversations mitigating risk and well, just, th- know, th- all of that dashboards have always had an inherent problem of what to do with the dashboard. So visibility and insight, even right. even though it's looking in the rearview mirror, great. Like what am I looking at? Yeah. That's you hear yeah. executives just just kind of say, fantastic. Now I now I can yeah. see it. What do I do? PowerPoint Whereas makes it is... stupid. Excel makes it look pretty. <laughs> the human never gets it done. <laughs> right. But if 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 again the the hope here is that not only does it give you the insight, the visibility and insight, but it tells you what you should look for. And then the nudges that come is when you're when it starts to see things in advance and tell you, oh, by the way, this is happening. Here's the recommendation engine that's tied to it. Here's three things that you can do right. to change that. Like right. that's powerful. Yeah, super absolutely. powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, have we bar- have we barfed out? I, I think so. We went over time by a bunch. So, but. Yeah. Fantastic Sunday morning with you as always. Thank you all for for watching and listening. Subscribe, like, share, do the call things. us, text us, do whatever you whatever you need to do. Connect with us. Where we'd love to uh, love to talk and get your stories.